Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Eagle Brook Church Leadership Podcast. My name is John Alexander, and I'm here with Don Grafham. Don, I care deeply about the answer to this question. How are you doing? Just when I thought you couldn't be more sarcastic <laughs> in the question, you continue to up yourself each time. I am doing well, to be frank. I, you know, it's October. I'm feeling a little bit of the grind of yeah. October. Like September was this highlight. You have all the energy of starting. October feels like, okay, we're just in the groove now, which is yeah. both good and feels like it has a little tension to it. So there's a few things going on, but but I'm excited. I'm especially excited about today's conversation. Oh man, I'm this excited This is gonna be too. awesome. We have some three rock stars here that are gonna yeah. lead the way. But how about you? Before we get into it- I'm feeling it, good. I just wanna update everyone. I did go mountain biking with you once. <laughs> yes, you've, you you've invited me several times and I finally went and uh, I thought I did great. You did awesome. Thanks for inviting it me. It was incredible. Hey, but today, <laughs> here's what we're gonna talk about. Before we let these fantastic guests introduce themselves, we're gonna talk about hiring firing, and everything we can talk about when it comes to employee satisfaction and team health. Now, newsflash, Don, I don't know if you were aware of this, but the last 18 months uh, has not been easy for any team, staff, organization, or church. It's not been easy for the people who lead organizations. Mm -hmm. It's not been easy to find people to be a part of those organizations, to actually retain them and then keep them healthy. It's also not been easy for individual employees to stay healthy, engaged, and satisfied. So whatever end of that conversation you find yourself on, maybe you're on the leadership hiring side of things or the employee side of things, uh, frankly, whether at a church or a business, I, I truly believe that today's conversation is going to be really helpful for you. And so as Don mentioned, we've got three guests joining us today who are experts in all things employee health and satisfaction, HR and operations. So I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. We'll start with Gary. Go ahead, Gary. Hi, thanks for having us. Um, my name is Gary Pishka and the role here that I play is I'm the executive director of operations. I've been on staff for about 14 years and an Eagle Brook attender for 19 years. Hello, I'm Shannon Rabadou. I'm so excited to be here. I'm the HR director here. I've been on staff for two and a half years, and I've been attending Eagle Brook for just about eight years now. Whoa. Mm. Awesome, Shannon. Good. And I'm Carrie Rasmussen. I'm the staffing manager. That means I'm a part of the HR team. I have been on staff at Eagle Brook 10 years this month, and I've been attending for 14 years. Awesome. All right. Well, I am excited to dive in. Eight years, Shannon. That number is significant because one of your first days on the job, the four of us, that's why this is fun, the four of us were in Oklahoma. Yes, we did. And yes. we went on a trip, even though Shannon got us lost looking for an ice cream store. And then Carrie <laughs> We don't was, talk about that. <laughs> I know. Carrie was super excited to be at a Waffle House. That was yes. your first time, wasn't it? Yes, so it was. I know. So exciting. <laughs> But we had a memorable trip, not just because of all those things, but actually what we saw, we went to a church called Life Church and we got to experience something called the hiring event. And we were so intrigued by what they did. We thought, let's bring that to Eagle Brook, at least let's talk about it. And that's really one of the things that we wanna talk about today is the hiring event. It's one of the things that is new to us. I don't even know if we can call it new because it's been a couple of years. Two and a half, brand. yeah. Two and a half years. And so Gary, let's start with you. Tell us. Uh, what exactly is the hiring event? So the hiring event is a unique way of hiring. Um, and what it really does is it allows us to flip the script on traditional hiring, which is all about the question, are you a good fit for us? And it gives the candidates a better chance to understand who we are and answer the question, 
are we a good fit for you? So it's really a condensed but intense model, um, and it takes place over a few days. And in that time, we get to spend an extended amount of time with the candidates, and they get to spend that time with us to really see if we are a good fit for one another. And we get to do that in a variety of settings. And that's important because everybody can be on their best behavior for an hour and say all of the right things, and that goes for both (laughs) sides. Mm -hmm. But you really get a true taste of uh, who one another is within two days. And we do know that it seems like a lot. We get that feedback, but we really value that time that we have with one another. And our hope is that it can yield a much better and faster hiring decision than your traditional model, which takes place over a couple of weeks, sometimes even over months at a time with a variety of players. So we can do a compare and contrast fairly quickly. We really help the candidates see and understand who we are, and we experience them in a variety of settings. And our hope is that even if they aren't a great fit for us, that they've learned something through the process, uh, they walk away better understanding their passions and their giftings, um, and they're more excited for what God has in store for them, whether it's with us or not. Yeah, that's good. Carrie, you're kind of the queen of the hiring event. Mm. Uh, you kind of play quarterback for it all the way through. So why do you think the hiring event has been so effective for our staff? Yeah, um, Eaglebrook is intentional about a lot of things, most notably our vision culture. We know who we are as a church, and these things include our beliefs, purpose, mission, and we don't stray from it. The same is true as um, as what who we are as a staff culture. We know what it takes to be successful as a staff member. So the hiring event process is designed to inform candidates, like Gary had said, about what it looks like to work for Eaglebrook. It's also intentionally guides our staff interviewers to identify candidates who will not only thrive in the role, but who will thrive in the staff culture at Eaglebrook. That's great. One of the reasons I love the hiring event so much is because you can compare candidates usually right about the same time, you know, on the same day, mm-hmm. and I'm in the same mood, uh, right? You know, it doesn't, mm-hmm. you, you get this comparison right there in the moment. That's so helpful because if I interview someone on a Monday, maybe I'm a little peppier because I've come off some rest on Sunday evening, but by Thursday, by the end of my work week, I'm a little crispier. And mm-hmm. so that, that's unfairly affects the candidate. I love that you get this really compact but intense um, experience with people to compare the candidates that we have. Yeah, kind of levels the playing field a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. One other thing I'd add to it too is that we are able, because we're condensing it into a time frame, include a wide variety of our staff. And that takes out some of the subjectivity that we all have, because we all have personal preferences. And when we get to include more people in that, we get a much more objective view. Absolutely. And we found a much better result from yeah. that. It's yeah. been one of the most effective things we've added in the last couple of years. I yeah. mean, without question, it's been essential mm-hmm. to helping us uh, find great people to help us with our mission. Mm-hmm. Okay, but even still, we're like a lot of churches, businesses, organizations who are having a hard time finding great people. If you drive around anywhere, at least in Minnesota, um, you're going to see signs advertising, we are looking for people. Mm-hmm. We'll pay you $16 an hour and a $1,000 signing bonus. This isn't Eaglebrook. This is just, I don't know, McDonald's, McDonald's at this point. <laughs> I mean, everywhere has signs all over looking for people. And Shannon, you've been in HR a long time at Eaglebrook, a couple years, three years now. Why is it so difficult to hire people right now in this season? Uh, 
That is the question that we're all looking to answer. Um, I think it can be dissected so many ways, and there's just a lot of different ways we could look at it, but the market is tough right now, and I think it's a result of all that's gone on in our world over the last one to two years. I think people have had time to reevaluate their lives. They're making moves or life decisions, maybe not to work right now. Maybe they want to go back to school. They don't want to settle if they're not happy. They're just approaching their lives differently than they ever have before, maybe chasing dreams. And as we know, there are plenty of jobs out there if anybody wants to go out looking. So lots of people are looking, lots of places have openings, and there's just a pressure out there that we haven't felt in a long time, maybe not ever. Mm-hmm. But their dream should be to w- want to work here. That's everyone's dream. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Why isn't that their dream? I don't know. They, they can't convince them. <laughs> it's not their dream. It, it's true. This last couple of years have done something to people. Mm-hmm. It's just a unique time in, in history. Now, we have currently how many jobs open right now on our careers page, Gary? Oh boy. Roughly 34. Roughly 30. Active, but how many, how many staff do we have on staff? How many staff are part of Eagle Brook Church? We have over 300 full-time 300. positions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're looking for 30 positions mm. and we have a lot of applicants. So we're still attracting yes. people, but man, it just feels like it's more difficult than ever to find people and great people because we don't just hire any warm-blooded person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we also want to find great people. No, there is a labor shortage and it is all around us. And that's why I thought we should talk about this topic too, yep. is I think everybody is kind of battling this whole thing of how do you do hiring? And then once you get them on board, how do you keep them happy? Which I guess leads us to our, our next topic here is, you know, once we hire these people, we do want them to stay around and, and be content. So Gary, let's throw it back to you. How do we evaluate how healthy our staff are doing? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the first thing that you said is like, once you hire them, how do you set them up for success? Mm-hmm. And that really starts for us with orientation. So once we got the hiring event kind of underway and that strategy employed, we realized we had a unique opportunity to maximize everybody starting together. And that's different, you know, if you have people starting at different times, how much attention and investment can you give them? So as we've pulled everybody together, we really have a singular start date for staff when they come through a hiring event. And that allows us to invest in them. We have our entire leadership team um, spend a good chunk of the day with them. And that sets the tone. It shows a care and a concern and a value for our employees. It also allows us to be very consistent in um, how we are starting them off in our culture. And so I think that's been a huge value add of getting all of our employees off on the right foot um, before they even learn the nitty gritty details of the individual jobs that they're going to do. Um, But then ongoing, we care a lot about how our staff are doing, how healthy are they? Because when they're engaged, we're actually able to be more effective at our mission. And so we started using the Gallup Q12. Again, another thing we learned from Life Church. Um, But really Gallup Q12 is a staff engagement survey that allows us to monitor the health of our staff. Um, It just gives us a a numerical number to say, how are we doing? What areas uh, do we need to focus in on? What areas can we continue to strengthen? And it's really based on a hierarchy of individual and uh, team employee needs to say, are they engaged and active? And then that information equips us to help our supervisors know what their teams are struggling with, as well as uh, how effective are we across the board in having a successfully engaged staff. And this has kind of fed your inner nerd 
Yes, it has. Because, <laughs> because facts are our friends and numbers matter. I was just going to say that. Are just yeah, it's <laughs> it's an indication of the story behind what's happening with our staff. Yeah, but it does spike different metrics and we actually can see which campus is scoring in a different place or even different pockets of our organization. Yeah. Certain topics within, you can see this is an area we should focus on. Yeah. Or this one we're really strong at. So it's given us metrics around a lot that we haven't had before. Yeah, and those team dynamics too of what's going on in this team versus this team. What can we learn from each other? How can Mm -hmm. we support and resource one another? Which has been great. And we've been digging deep into that too. I mean, as a leadership team, we've reviewed the areas we're strong. Yeah. Because we like to pat ourselves on the back too. Right? <laughs> well, it's yeah. not just to look at the weaknesses, but we have some weaknesses too. And we're really diving in to yeah. how we can overcome some of those weaknesses. I mean, these results really do matter. And then you, Gary and Shannon have been sitting down with supervisors of the teams that they lead to go over their results even closer and say, hey, here's where some areas you've been strong, here's other areas where you've been weak, how can we come alongside you, how can we help you? And I think that's been crucial for Mm -hmm. our teams to see, hey, what I'm saying, even in this survey, matters. Mm -hmm. And the organization is going to do something about it to grow and admit where we fall short and do something about that. So Yeah, you two have really put a lot of time, thank you for doing that, into all of our teams and helping them to get better by looking at this data and really extracting something out of it. So maybe to spin it to you, Shannon, anything else to add on on all of this? Yeah, I think, you know, going back to the original question of, you know, how we evaluate the health of our staff, I mm-hmm. think in addition to the Gallup and, and things of that nature, just we're having probably more intentional conversations than we ever have before with our leaders, with employees, just to find out how people are really doing after the way the last year or two is gone. Um, just kind of really asking, what have you? What has your experience been like? How is the day to day going? It sounds really simple, but paying close attention to what our staff is telling us um, and having those conversations so that we can dig in if we need to. Because I think it's just—I said this before, but we haven't experienced this before, and mm-hmm. there are challenges that. We don't always get right and how to face them, but we're really intentional to try to help our staff through them. So mm. I would say those intentional conversations are key right now. Mm. Shannon, you did that with our HR team just last week. You yeah. came in with our results and said, hey, you guys, you've, you've responded very positively. Tell me more, really, what more can we do to set you up for success? Mm. And it kind of opened the door to more conversation and it was great. Mm-hmm. It was a... And going the extra mile and asking that question, how are you doing really? Yeah, I would say one thing that our HR department is um, specifically very good at is creating a safe space for people to process. Now, in the last couple of years, <laughs> you've probably had more conversations than maybe even Shannon, and you have a great, soft, loving spirit, that, <laughs> but maybe even that you wanted to have because people have a lot to process these days. They do. They, they do. have a lot to process. <laughs> but- I will say to have a healthy organization, first of all, we do hope they're having conversations peer-to-peer with their supervisors, but at the end of the day, they also need to know they have at least a place in HR to go and process, I don't know, their struggles, their opinions, their things they're feeling about something that doesn't feel safe to share in another space, but shares with, and you just do a great job managing all of that. I can't imagine the amount of conversations you have to have with 
people's um, displeasure over certain <laughs> things and things that are happening. So, uh, mm-hmm. but that's critical to have a healthy Thank organization. You. It is important. It's important. People want to be heard. It's important that we are listening to them and responding yeah. when we can, if we can, however but, we but can. But you said it. Most of the most of the battle is is listening and letting people know they've been heard and letting them know we're going to do something about it. We're not. I, I think you've heard us through this podcast even admit we're not perfect. We're never even going to claim to be perfect. We have not figured it all out by any means, but is reminding those people, hey, when you do have a complaint, a thought, an opinion, uh, we hear you, and gosh, we so badly want to make that better. Yes. That's that's where the victory lies half the time. So, hey, just moving, moving on a little bit, as we've grown, changed, and adapted over the years, and I've been here 11 years, um, what, things change quickly around here. And what used to work, it, it's often because what used to work no longer works when it comes to things like, I don't know, job descriptions, staff structure. So Carrie, I'm turning this to you now. I've spent many hours, many lovely hours with you <laughs> refining <laughs> job descriptions and org charts and just pouring over those. And at times it feels tedious. And okay, why do we have to obsess about whether the word is empowered or lead or, you know, we, we have to, you know, we, we, we really do review every single word on an org chart. And so I want to ask you, why is it so important to get job descriptions and org charts right? All right, John, I'm going to validate you there. It is <laughs> tedious and we yeah. have spent a lot of time and on lovely. it. And, <laughs> and, and lovely. And lovely. Like, yeah. Great adjective. Um, yeah. We do spend a lot of time on these tools. We do want to get them right. We believe that uh, job descriptions and organizational charts create clarity. They also define expectations. They force us to understand what each role, what their function is in the organization and, um, and the need that it's meeting within the organization. Uh, the clarity is also something that our staff wants. Mm-hmm. They want to know what it takes to be successful. They want to know what a win looks like and how their role impacts our organization and ultimately how it impacts reaching people for Christ. So we do owe it to our staff uh, to do the tedious work and uh, to be clear on job descriptions. Um, when we do have a well-written job description, we can also ensure that we pay appropriately for the skill set needed to meet that that role. And this helps to make people feel valued and cared for. Um, you've mentioned our organization is growing, so mapping out and maintaining up-to-date organizational charts are ongoing <laughs> challenges for us, um, but the individual people do matter to us, so knowing who is where and what their role is matters. It also helps us to dive down into each ministry and into each department. It helps us to measure the span of care that each leader and supervisor has been charged with to ensure that they can be successful in leading well and that each employee can both um, be challenged to grow and, again, thrive in their role. So writing effective job descriptions and maintaining up-to-date org charts are a lot of work on the front end, but they matter. It's important that we do them right for the sake of the organization and um, each individual on the team. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I think we do that better than most organizations that I've worked with and Mm. even other HR professionals that I talk to. They are surprised at how much time we spend doing that, but I think it really is paying dividends Mm. in the clarity that it's creating for us. Mm. 
once again, thanks for doing what you guys do with that. This is tedious stuff that uh, is difficult for me to focus on, someone like me, but so grateful you guys do those things as well as so many other details you work out so that we can have a highly functioning organization. And I do think it's what brings clarity and health throughout. But maybe let's go to the other side. When there's not health, when a staff member is struggling for some reason, could be their marriage, could be something at home, their health, whatever it might be, Let's talk about how we support those people. What do we do to help a staff member that's struggling and what are some steps that we can take to help them? Yeah, it's a good a good question. Um, it's definitely something we're sensitive to for all of those situations. And, and there's more than we can even name of struggles that our staff might be having. I would say the first one, I don't know if you mentioned this, but it comes to my mind is sometimes staff are struggling because it's just not the right fit. Um, maybe through something that's developed in their life or they, you know, something's changed for them, but just walking through that with them to let them know that's not, that is okay. Mm -hmm. That is okay. It is okay if it's just not the right fit. Um, but we want to work together in those situations and really be intentional there as well to make it a positive transition for both the organization and for the employee that's coming to that realization. So I think that's a big thing that we're seeing um, even in this climate right now. Mm -hmm. And then for other just life struggles, we have resources. For example, our employee assistance program is a big one. There's all sorts of support that you can get through that benefit, um, including counseling. And that's something that we highlight for our staff. I think in this season, that's something that people are taking advantage of. It's a free benefit. So that's a huge win for everyone. So we're encouraging staff um, to, to use the benefits we have available. We're doing things that we can to make staff aware of what we have available. Um, and then in addition, just the, the rigor of what we do, uh, people are getting tired. And so I think the stress that life adds on top of how hard we all work, we're encouraging our staff take time off. We have a generous PTO policy. And so we want our people taking time to care for themselves, to be with their families so they don't burn out. Um, that's really important to their overall health as well. And then I think in addition to that, we, we have other options available when it fits. We have leaves for health-related things, COVID, if I dare say that word, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, COVID-related issues. So we we have different avenues that we're trying to come alongside our staff and help them through the struggles that they face. Mm. Yeah, I think that's great and so critical to what we do. Yeah, maybe you want to add to that, Gary, but this is this is we have to get this right. And I would say, even speaking to again leaders that are listening in, I think they all want to get it right. They all want to care for their staff. Do you have anything to add on how we do that? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's a real burden mm -hmm. that I think I know as leadership we carry, as human resources we carry, and we think about it often. And John, to your point, I think the HR team has done a great job of creating and fostering that environment. But one of the things that I think is really critical for us to be successful in this area is engaging with our supervisors as well, because they're usually on the front lines. They're going to be the ones, um, you know, who have the... Uh, personal interactions with their staff. And that's part of why we care and invest the time and energy into the Gallup um, and engaging with the supervisors. But we need to 
develop and hone their muscles to be paying attention and to be as sensitive to it as well. And then to know and develop the trust uh, with our organization that will respond well in those situations. And they're always heartbreaking, right? We want our staff to be successful. We see them um, as people, uh, you know, with all sorts of life circumstances and they bring themselves to work and they hopefully do amazing work, um, but they're people first and they matter. Um, and that's really hard when they're facing difficult things. And so I would say, again, it's a, it's a burden and a privilege we have as an organization and in particularly as a Christian organization, we want to do this well. People matter and they matter more than just whatever job they do. Um, and we don't always get this right, uh, but I actually am really proud of how we have been able to come alongside of people, how we've been able to care for them and their families when they've been open with the struggles. And we're all going to go through them. We all have seasons of life. Um, but it takes a really brave person to be able to come forward and do that. And so as an organization, it's our responsibility to develop that organizational trust where they can come along um, and let us walk with them and say the hard things because sometimes to care for them, it does mean to say hard things, but uh, we can love them in and through that as as we walk alongside of them back to a season of health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys do this so well. As an organization, we, again, we don't always get it right. We try to do it the best we can. And it's hard to share these examples with it people is. too because they are often confidential mm-hmm. <laughs> situations that are known by just a select few. So it's not like you broadcast this to the rest of the staff or the church yeah. and say, look what, look how we're trying to help this person. Yeah, look how we're caring for this person <laughs> in their time of desperate need. What they yeah. often see is the end result, which, and we all know that sometimes those results don't go the way you hoped. Yeah. And But it's, it, it is hard to bring other staff along with someone's very private matter. And... Um, so how, how do you balance that? How do you balance that with people who are wondering, wait, how did we get to that point? Why did you, why is that person leaving because of, and you just, how do you balance that? I think it goes back to what Gary just hit on and it's building that organizational trust and for our staff to trust leadership, trust human resources, and that we are communicating that we are caring for our staff and we're doing it the best way we know how. And as they develop that trust for the organization, for the leaders that are tasked with those really difficult things. They don't need to know the whole story, but they know that we're handling it really well. That's great. Hey, um, just thinking too, when it comes to organizational health, ensuring that employees are satisfied, Carrie, you talked about it earlier, but just the importance of clarity. Mm -hmm. Clarity. People want to know Um, what their job is, who their boss is, what's going to be a win for the day or the week or the year. They want to know if they're hitting the mark. And so just thinking about other leaders, other organizations, people who are trying to help their teams, the people that they lead, um, what are some things that if you're speaking to other leaders, what are some things that, that we need to do as leaders to make those expectations or that target of what they're trying to achieve crystal clear? What are some things that we try to do at Eaglebrook? 
Yeah, I think that's a great question. And uh, when it comes to clarity, Eagle Brook has taken some time to really define what the attributes are or what we expect or commit to as staff members. We have five staff commitments at Eagle Brook. And I think any organization who can spend some time in really narrowing it down to what is the staff culture we're looking for and then keep the main thing this main thing, go after that. Um, as a Christian organization, Gary has said this before, you know, we, we have the privilege of saying owning the mission is something as a staff we are committing to and that we even get to say we get to love each other within our organization. And when we do that, um, in addition to leading boldly, which you as our leadership team, three of you in this room have said, we, we want you to, we value you as individuals leading boldly. If each one of our staff members is um, to come at their job with this on, in their mind and as their motivation, um, then we can be unifying and overcome the challenges that come our way. Yeah, that's great. I think that's great. When when people that work in my little pocket of the world hit the one-year anniversary mark, I have a lunch for them. It used to be a Zoom call. Uh, Where do you take them? Um, we take White my Castle? Own, no, to a little conference room, and we bring in White oh, Castle. Oh, you bring oh, No, you I, bring don't bring it. It. <laughs> I don't bring it. We really have been trying to shake <laughs> that for years. White Castle. No, no, years. it's a decent lunch. It's what normal people eat, so... <laughs> But at that lunch, when I asked them one year in, so now they've experienced kind of some yeah. ups and downs of the mm-hmm. organization, typically one of the things they rave about most is the clarity. Mm. I mean, that is something that I think we've worked really hard at as an organization. So the vision culture and staff commitments are like the two tools that come out. And and I would just say, if you're a, a business leader, church leader, you have to get those things clear. You know, why do you do what you do? What exactly are you trying to do? And then here's what a successful staff member looks like. Those two tools will get you going in the right direction and steal ours for, you know, for yeah, all yeah. we care. I mean, because they're really strong. And that's what staff usually say after the first year. Like, oh, that stuff was so great. And then they talk about some other things that could be a little better, but we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah, another day. Yeah. But in general, yeah. the clarity is something that goes so far. But now just to kind of throw out uh, essentially one of the last questions for you, if you had just one or two pieces of advice uh, that you've learned over this last year, what would each of you say, maybe Gary, start with you. I think I would say that people are amazing and they're exhausting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if you're listening to this podcast and in any realm of any of the responsibilities that we're talking about, um, it's been a really demanding year (laughs) Mm -hmm. for a lot of different reasons. And so I think I'd I'd say it's okay to be exhausted, uh, but it's still worth the fight. Like I still believe that this is amazing and good work that we should be doing, but it's heavy work. And so surrounding yourself with people who can uh, share the burden with you is important. Um, Shannon and I work really closely. I had a conversation with her today that was just like, I'm tired. I don't want to think about these things. (laughs) Like, ah, but you can still pick each other back up or to, you know, know that we can have conversations amongst each other about why this matters and that you don't ever go alone at it. Um, so lean in, do the heavy things because they matter. I, I would say strong supervisors matter a lot. And so invest in your supervisors. We talk about the span of care. Nobody can do this alone. And so getting people on the on the same um you know, bus with you and having the same vision. And then I, I would 
close with, you know, clarity matters to your mm-hmm. point. I actually think clarity is kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea that people might not like what you have to say, but you've said it and it is the rules and the way that we're engaging. And so let's just be really clear for people. Again, that goes back to the whole premise of the hiring event. Let's be clear about who we are so they can decide, are we a good fit for them as much as we're looking to see if they're a good fit Mm -hmm. for us? Because Mm -hmm. it matters. Yeah, it's great. How about you, Shannon? Yeah, that was good, Gary. I would say probably as a result of the world I live in in HR, the thing that I'll take away uh, or would like to share that I've learned over this last year is that we do not all have to agree and that is perfectly okay. And we can all still be just as close and have as great of relationships as we ever have and still disagree on certain things. Um, You know, I think we can have different views, different points of view on something. We should really just seek to just understand one another, where they're coming from, where each other are coming from. Um, and in the end, we can just agree to disagree. And that's an okay, an okay place to be. I would say usually in work, we have to choose a solution. Um, and one one person's solution is going to be the the route that we go. But if we pick a direction, we're both on board. We still have completely different views on the topic, but we have a complete understanding and a complete respect for one another. It just is a, is a world that we're, we need to embrace. It's good. It's really good. How about you, Carrie? Yeah, I would say um, when it comes to staffing, um, hiring and such, the long game really does matter. So I would encourage people looking for work and people looking to hire um, to really define for themselves uh, and for their organization what success would be. What type of organization am I looking for? Where would I truly be successful? And as an organization, what is the culture so that we can be clear Uh, who we are and where we're going and who's the right person to join the team. And then don't be quick to fill an open position. And I say that, and I know that that's difficult because I have had positions remain open and it's a heavy load. (laughs) (laughs) But I would encourage everybody, again, it's the the long game that matters. Be wise, invite the right people to join your Mm. team. Keep them happy, keep them there for the long term. Love it. These guys delivered. Man, those three things at the end were worth the price of the whole I know. podcast, I which know. is free. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was gold. That was gold. And uh, well, first of all, HR is it's not just benefits, I guess, and you know, payroll. It's not, so it's, it's not, not, not so just that there's a lot of spreadsheets. There's yeah. so much more. Yeah. But I would just say from a leadership standpoint, is this is one of the most important things leaders do. Yeah. Is p- picking the right people. Yes. You know, getting the right Absolutely. people going the right direction, giving them clarity, keeping them motivated, inspired so that they can do the mission. Yeah. And so it's this is so helpful it's to give people. practical tools yep. on how we do it. So I just, I love this. Hey, last plug, if you're listening and you're someone who's not working for Eaglebrook Church, but want to, Carrie, yes. please tell us how someone can join the Eaglebrook Church official staff team. Yeah. Um, what I would say is, as I've said all along, first, vet us. Make sure Eaglebrook is the employer for you. We might be your church, but you might not love being on this side of the table, and that's okay. Doubtful. <laughs> Trust me. It's but amazing. Yes, okay. <laughs> and we have a lot of online um, um, people watching. So if you haven't attended in yeah. person, come and t- uh, attend. I would say uh, if you're local, 
check out what it's like to be behind the scenes, start serving. That's how I learned about Eagle Brook as an employer all those years ago. Um, Listen to the whole library of these leadership podcasts. They really are gold. Uh, Yeah, listen to the podcast. Good little little (laughs) Thank you, Carrie. And then if you if you listening. think that, that we are the employer for you, um, check out our careers page at eaglebrookchurch.com. Put in the, uh, seek the word, uh, search the word careers or scroll to the bottom of any one of the pages and click on the word uh, careers. You'll find it. But I, I don't know if everybody knows the types of jobs available at Eaglebrook. We are not only... Uh, teaching pastors and worship leaders and production um, folks uh, that we can see in the auditorium. Um, but we are also behind the scenes, as we've mentioned here, human resources. But down the hall from us is a technology team, and they pull off some incredible things in um, making services happen. Mm-hmm. And getting the message from here in Lionel Lakes all the way to Rochester and wherever we're headed next. So uh, roles like technology, production, expansion, finance, ministry development if you're strategic. But man, you see our creative team people too. Uh, All of the great marketing work that they do, the the media that they create. We have a world of roles available at Eagle Brook and we are looking for great people Mm -hmm. just like the people listening to this podcast. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Well said. Well, what a treat. Truly, uh, you three are three of the best. To me, HR is, is kind of like the engine. You don't want to take it into the shop. Like I hate spending money on a car or even evaluating what's wrong with the engine. You just kind of want it to work. And when it's working, the whole thing runs really well. And the engine really doesn't get much attention if it's working because you're just like, oh, my car works. This is great. But when it's not, people notice. Things break down. And to take this analogy all the way. Oh, boy. You are a great engine. <laughs> so we are so thankful <laughs> for all the work you do. I thought that worked. I like that. It. Was, I, I, like it. Was I wasn't sure where you're going to land <laughs> yeah, that, but that, that was good. So truly, thank you. Um, we are so grateful. And I think so many churches, organizations, businesses can learn from our HR department, truly. Um, so thanks for spending time with us today. You thanks guys are great. for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. But that's all we got for this episode of the Uber Church Leadership Podcast. When leaders get better the church gets better. So thanks for joining us. And as Carrie said, subscribe to our podcast as well so you know when every month it comes out. We'll see you for the next episode of the Eagle Bird Church Leadership Podcast. 